0: Why don't you pick on somebody your own disposition? Oh, please, Mr. Barroom Brawler. Don't hurt me or anything like that. Did you say a polar bear heater? No, you said it. I said an Alaskan polar bear heater. I never heard of that. Until now. Until now. All right, pay attention. Two shots of vodka. Two shots of vodka. A little rum little rum some bitters and a smidgen of vinegar a smidgen of are you gonna drink this here you're gonna take it home and rub it on your chest hey that was terrific hey did you hear that folks a regular george by not sure good boy and he did it all by himself you did it all by yourself and nobody helped you that's terrific and with your very own big mouth now, if you don't want this cocktail shaker to become a part of your gums, mix the drink, shut your mouth, and pay attention. Is that clear? Repeat after me. I'll, I'll. I'll. pay. I'll pay. I'll pay attention. I'll pay attention. All right, let's continue. Shot of vermouth. A shot of vermouth. A shot of gin. A little gin. A little brandy. A little brandy. Lemon peel. A lemon peel. Orange peel. Some orange peel. Cherry. Some more scotch. Some more scotch. Now mix it nice, then pour it into a tall glass.
1: Holiday time in the big city, a beautiful snowy day as we all get giddy. Oh, it's the final days of 2016, because next year's going to be unbelievable, if you know what I mean. Actually, I have no idea what that means, but I always have hope it'll be better than the next. So let's start the podcast out with our special guest. It's an all-new podcast, The Dave Jones Guy Show, coming out. Well, that's the exciting opening theme i am lucky enough to have uh, mr david tell here today as our special guest our special hanukkah guest <laughs> thanks for having
2: me i have to ask um do you do a little rhyme like that on every uh or is this a special no one? no
1: i usually do the rhyme every week although last week i did not i don't that's know that's gotta be a lot of work I it is a lot of work that. that's sometimes when i'm busy i don't have time to do it and then i just make up stuff and talk about the weather uh-huh <laughs> no one talks enough about the weather on podcasts. Well, minor, you know, I do one every week, every single week, besides two weeks out of the year. So, um, oh, what two weeks? You know, between Christmas and New Year's oh. and um, usually Memorial Day. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I got in. I yeah. Mean, I know. It's coming to the thank end of the you. year, Dave. I know. And uh, thank you for always being amenable to coming in on the, the Hanukkah. You know, the problem yes. is the, yes. the Jewish being a Hebrew is. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's very difficult, and sometimes Hanukkah comes at the beginning of Thanksgiving. Do you yes. remember that year, two, three years ago, came Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which is insane. 56, 50, well, which one <laughs> That was, was a tough year. That, was, that was a was tough a year. One. What is it now? It, it, I think it would be 57, It's a, I think it's a double something. Because co- the last digit usually coincides with whatever year we're in.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. See, already I'm learning things on the <laughs> podcast. I have to ask you, this podcast has had so many different... Um, metamorphosis is yes, it's, it's, it's changed a lot so what is the what would you say is the over, over, over the, the big idea the theme now of the podcast
1: Dave I, I don't mind telling you I have a problem with that. I don't have a thing. I mean, I've discussed it on this podcast before. It used to be sports-oriented. I've definitely not talked about sports that much anymore. You don't. It is a mishmash of everything. Last week, I talked about Hairspray Live in the Broadway theater. I like that.
2: <laughs> That's a good idea because you're a theater
1: guy. I know. And then the uh, week before, I think I had uh, Susie Silverman, Rabbi Susie, talking oh. about international adoption. So it's really all over the place. So
2: it, it is. It's, yeah. uh, it's a I, I guess you could say it's a mulligan stew of uh, <laughs> ideas and thoughts.
1: And it's a just... Kate Mulligan stew. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it is. That's what it is. And it's just, uh, you know, I mean, what, what, what can I do? I can only talk about what I like. But I've been also talking about how I'd like to do another show. It's talking about with Lenny, maybe get on the Riotcast or another network to do a different Lenny, podcast. Lenny who? Uh, Marcus, sorry. Lenny Marcus. Well not about just to him about because he was on the Rikas with Kevin. Yeah. By the way, did you see the Jimmy Martinez Kevin thing? No, what happened? Oh, Jimmy Martinez almost beat the crap out of Kevin Brennan because Kevin really? was being Kevin. Oh. Well, Kevin was calling him out oh. on you know, uh, at the risk of sounding racist, black nonsense, oh. uh, where he was like, yeah, listen, I got a lot of Hollywood things going on. He goes, what? What do you have going on? Because you just got fired from Hot 97. so what do you have going on? He's like, I got a lot of shit going on. He's like, what? I'm going to call your manager right now and ask him. You know Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And he calls his manager, and he's like, stop it, Kevin. And he goes, no, I'm just going to ask him what's going on, because I don't think you have anything going on. <laughs> and so Jimmy got up and was in his face, and Kevin had to tell him to calm down. Like, if... If Jimmy didn't know he was being recorded, video wise, because it's yeah. on video, it's on oh, YouTube. It? He probably would have punched him in the face. And wh- what? And, po- I, and it's funny because I always I like Jimmy, and he he's so nice when he's not high or on the air. You know, he's sure. like such a, a quiet speaking guy. But wow, well, it's,
2: we're like three minutes in, we've already referenced uh, another podcast, so that's great. What are you gonna do I these, feel a this bit, day and age what are you supposed to do I, I guess
1: so what are you supposed to do
2: you know I liked when your your theme was um old TV shows do you it still that? is oh no oh, no okay. it still way is because, it is
1: uh there's not one week that goes by that I don't play this one
0: Big John has a problem as you can
2: plainly see I'm waiting for you if you... One I don't know it yet. is
0: 40 the next he's 33. John
2: keeps oh, a change. Wow, I don't know this. <laughs> for your very eyes. He's this, twenty-five this, and then
1: nineteen, then twelve this Is it a old sitcom size. or is it a Saturday morning TV It was a Saturday morning TV John, show. John, I think it's called Big John. Grown, Little John <laughs> Yes <sir.
0: laughs>
1: Here's the best part about that. First of all, it um this music is amazing. So the greatest it's not happening theme song, you know, like, but it's got a <laughs> yeah. real nice beat to it. Right. So I like it. Well, what year was but, that? Well, okay. uh, 76. That's it. I thought so I was it's like with, um, earlier. Robbie wrist, Uh huh. you know, no, I don't cousin know. Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> and Herb Adelman. Who's that? Uh, Stanley on Golden Girls, oh, wow. the legendary Herb Adelman. Wow, Dave, you're Herb Adelman. No, just... Herb Adelman, who invented the role of the telephone repairman in the uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? The, the Robert Redford, Jane Fonda, the uh, Neil Simon play, uh, not the Prisoner of Second Avenue, the other one, you know. Um, Can't author, think. author? No, no. <laughs> definitely not. But um, so it's the, the premise is well. Here's the premise. Be- Found the
0: fountain of youth. He drank a little drink, and that magic water is the thing that made him shrink.
2: (laughs) Now I remember it now. He's
0: little John. He never knows just when zap,
2: he'll change and rearrange, and he's big John again.
1: Yeah, so he, he never knows when he's going to change. So he will cha- He got the Fountain of Youth, turns into Robbie Wrist, and then all of a sudden he'll turn into Herb Edelman again. And he's married to Joyce Bulifont.
2: And But he doesn't use his power for like a, you know... Uh, no, he's a he's school teacher. Super, he's not a superhero. Well,
1: he but. uses his power in the sense that this 12-year-old boy is fucking jo- Joyce Bulafont, you know, because uh, <laughs> she finally figures it out. The pilot's unbelievable. Like, I'm telling you, I'm Herb Edelman. That's impossible. You know, he's wearing the big coat. You know, and that was a Saturday morning TV show. Saturday morning TV show. Wow. But I made this unbelievable, ridiculous connection <laughs> that you can only find on this show, people, uh <laughs> that Joyce Bullifont... like I thought maybe Robbie Rist and Joyce Bullifont worked together. They were they were on the Mary Tyler Moore Show together. Oh, uh, oh! Now <laughs> it's becoming a little bit more. Clear. I know, like, like I feel like Robbie Rist was the big story. Goes, I don't work without Joyce Bulafont. You understand? <laughs> she was Murray's wife. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, she was that cute blonde girl that was annoying that you you were really fed up on on every sitcom that she was on. There was no other actresses back then.
2: Speaking of wives, uh, I'm sure you covered this in your podcast, uh, but uh, the Florence Henderson, Henderson, uh, just sadness of her passing there's you actually know, that's 2016 for you I mean it was a,
1: it was a rough year
2: for a lot of us. Uh, well it's great.
1: funny you should mention that um, yeah. because mm-hmm. this guy just passed away
0: well join me in a brandy <laughs> gentlemen what <laughs> to Yeah. Yes. now they retreat into a cloud of smoke and congratulate each other on being masters of the universe ladies thank you for the pleasure of
2: your
1: company here
2: uh, you go Molly. who is that uh, joining so.
0: us Dawson
1: because oh, man. You don't this want to stay out here dude. with the women, do you? <laughs> yeah. The- um, and then there's uh, this scene as well. That's pretty
0: much it. Well, the boy's a hero then. Good for you, <laughs> sir. Well done. So it's all well, and uh, back to our brandy, eh? <laughs> was, it, was
1: it Sherlock Holmes? No, no, no. But here's my, this is the best line, like, ever. The
0: <laughs> like I said, women and machinery do not make a
1: <laughs> I use that line all the time I've said it before <laughs> And I've said it again Women and machinery Do not mix Well, What was that Night shadow It is coming? Dr. Bombay Oh <laughs> t- Dave, But you I would never p- know He was in Titanic I, So my oh! whole life I'm trying to figure out Why was this – why did they choose Dr. Bombay at 30 years later after he wished to be in Titanic, which he was brilliant in. He was like, join us for a brand new gentleman. I mean, he's always good. But how do you choose Dr. Bombay? I found out that he was in A Night to Remember, which is a Titanic movie. So Cameron must have seen him. That was a great one. And uh, that's why he's in the – I always wondered, why did they choose this guy out of – I mean, he was brilliant, but – you know, wow. where do you think of getting Doctor Bombay? Well, I guess me that... and Lawrence were watching that movie. We're like, it's Doctor Bombay. You know, they like, get excited.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that was the Titanic. I should have known that.
1: I didn't know either. That, that movie that was sad. Violin in the background, yeah, right, I right, that, right. They're playing on the deck. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think somebody on YouTube put that through the whole thing. Oh, okay. Certainly not in that part. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been a honor playing with you this evening. <laughs> yes, uh,
2: but our instruments float. <laughs> that was the. I was like, why don't they strap? Right, why do they use the... that cello to float yeah. back
1: to safety? Right, but um,
2: you know, uh, can I say one thing before you go any further? No. I love that you are staying on top of this stuff, but I want to hear your thoughts on the Florence Henderson thing.
1: Well, I mean, what what thoughts do I have? I mean, she was. uh you know, it's interestingly enough, I was actually watching this thing on uh, PBS if I can get any gayer, um, <laughs> where they were showing these old old Broadway shows like. Um, Broadway songs that they have on tape. Right. So they are showing when, you know, Oklahoma, when it first yes. came out that was in 1940-something. You know, this was the first, this was the Hamilton of its day. Oklahoma, <laughs> no, for real. This is the first American, <laughs> considered so? the first American Broadway well, musical true. that changed everything yes. into what you see today. Then mm-hmm. there's that, then there's a chorus line, then there's Hamilton. That's the way it works.
2: What about, so when do like- But she's, uh, Florence
1: Henderson she was the in singing- in Oklahoma, like, uh, they have a footage really? of a very young, she's probably 20 oh, okay. or something, you know, and then, you know, in the 60s, she became Mrs. Brady. Well, I don't
2: think, she, you know, I, I, I'm i sure theatrically she was skilled and very, very good. But uh, Debbie Reynolds, I believe, you know, w- was the utility player, probably the ultimate of uh, you know both theater and film,
1: it's it's odd actually that you now that you mention it that Am she I right, didn't or... have a part like that. You're right. That, I thought that she Reynolds didn't become was in, like
2: multiple Broadway musicals. Oh no, shows. she was. What yeah. I'm saying. Well.
1: I... I well, wonder She was in I Broadway. Think of- I think she was mostly filmed. Debbie no. Reynolds, mostly Los you Angeles. You sure? I, I thought. Yeah, that, I
2: thought there was something about like before she got into the film, I she was. Th- in I a few remember
1: uh, singing in the rain? I think she was eighteen. You oh. know, nineteen tops. Then, she was so young.
2: Well, I take it back then. No, but I'll I'm saying that it's that
1: funny that uh, nobody cast her. In a like a sitcom, like a Mrs. Brady, seems like she could have had a resurgence. Probably, yeah,
2: she probably. Maybe uh, she
1: was a little bit older.
2: Yeah, or maybe, or maybe also she was like, I'm a movie person. I'm not doing TV. Yeah. Well, Back that's true. Back then, TV wasn't as you know. You know what? You're uh, absolutely you know, right.
1: You're absolutely right. That's exactly probably what it was. A lot of, but these... it's funny because Shirley Jones. Did yes. That, and she's in the movie of Oklahoma, right? And she was a Broadway movie person, though, and she made it to television very successfully. I think as a
2: child, I connected more with Shirley Jones than I did Florence Henderson. No offense to Florence Henderson, like hot wise or uh, like a- <laughs> uh, uh,
1: not
2: not so much hot wise, but I think just like in terms of a mom, like I felt like she was like a mom, like um, in very horrible circumstances, like she had no uh, the dad passed away or something, right? That she had to start point. the band. And that's how they made their living and all that stuff. So you're right. She was uh, even though I'm mom. from a house with a father and a mother, I still felt like that, like they were working. Whereas the other ones, I felt like that was some kind of weird. No one knows what happened to their, their, cause they are like a they died. They, aren't they a mixed marriage there? Or something? Yes. But
1: their their spouses died. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, nobody knows that was never really covered in the show. Well, they covered that they did die. Yeah. They they were widows. Right. But nobody knows how until they had the Brady Bunch movie, too. Sure. Where um, they kind of allude to it but well wasn't
2: it all based on that uh brian keith movie uh yours yeah. mine and, and ours oh yes i believe it with was. lucille
1: ball i believe yeah that was one of her was, i think one of her was best it brian ones. keith or henry fonda henry fonda yeah. sorry brian keith was in uh with six Fam- you get egg roll oh I right
2: think, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and what, uh, let's not forget um family affair. uh you remember this one um uh, uh whatever foys and the foy Foy. you know what i'm talking about the seven foys no That was what's, Uh, I think, who's the guy? I'm a Yankee dude to Landy. Who is that guy?
1: George M. Cohen? No,
2: no. Oh, Uh, James Cagney? James Cagney. He was a vaudevillian, and uh, he had to raise his seven children on the road, and he put them in the act. That's what everybody always did. For real?
1: In in real life?
2: No, not in real life. Oh, in that movie. In the movie. He was a great vaudevillian uh, entertainer, and something happened to their mother, or something like that, and... Instead of putting them in a foster home, people brought them into their acts. That's oh. how they would uh, raise children back then. I know, and yeah. I'm
1: kind of angry that uh, I wasn't born at that time. That would have yeah. been perfect for me—no mm-hmm. parents and just uh, you know being in the act.
2: I think you and your sister should have went out and did your own act together. We like probably
1: a- should have, but uh, I was—we um, didn't get along at that time, you know, until after college, because she's a strange one. Well, who's too, the better?
2: Who's the better? Because I know that she also loves a. A
1: musical. She does. No, we, we Who's been talking? in more musicals? You or her? She has. She has, yeah. Yeah.
2: Was she in them in college also?
1: No, not at all. Wow. No, what it's happened? weird. She was a mess in college. She didn't have any friends. It's it's funny. I talk about my niece all the time who doesn't have any friends in college. You talk about was, her on the air? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and to her when she's okay. here too. She's been on the podcast? Yes, yeah, she's actually oh, really cool. good on the podcast, but she has no friends. Right. Um none at all? Not no even from high school? No. Wow, that's cool. It's weird. I like that. she doesn't seem to care, but it's we care. You know, it bothers right. my sister because she's having the exact same experience. As my sister, my sister went to GW, had the worst time ever. Yeah, do you, I don't know if you remember? Well, maybe we talked about it, but I had to go down there. My yeah. parents oh, said, you "Can you this, go yeah. down and you know see what the problem is?" And I went, and the first hour there, I went across the hall to her roommate, uh, to her, you know, schoolmates and we got high. Yeah. And I guess she was in the shower or something. She didn't know I was walking around, and she came in and was so angry that I was hanging out with her next door neighbors. But that was the plan. Yeah. She. she And then we talked about Beth. I'm like, hey, how come you guys don't? We're like, oh, we really like Beth, but she's really shy and she never wants to hang out when we ask her. Yeah, but nobody knows. I mean, I know
2: that she has a degree in accounting. I assume (laughs) she hated that. I know, but I I assume that
1: she would just party with the other accountants. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Not even that. (laughs) No, it's really weird. It's she had a very straight because she's a fun. Girl, you know, she yeah, has she's a lot cool. of laughs, but she's she's not a good friend. Like I've told her a hundred times, I'm like, after you hang out with somebody, why don't you just send them a text and say, I had a great time. That's all it takes. But she doesn't like doing that. It's she's like we she has a great next door neighbor that's the uh, HR the head of HR for Marvel, all of Marvel. So she's always on the sets, she gets all the perks. You know, um, Wait, of all the movies and everything
2: what, in her house, or like where? no,
1: she works at the Marvel offices oh. here in the city, and she's oh, the wow. the big worldwide HR head of everything, and she's included in everything. Hey, I and wonder if
2: she has trouble meeting a guy. <laughs> <laughs> we call her Mary Marvel. <laughs>
1: well, it'd be funny all
2: these nerds, you know. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she's married to this guy who's really nice. So, but she's like, well, they're not He's really a gym my friends. Co- and I'm like, how are they not your friends? They're like the nicest people. All they ever do is invite us over and have drinks and stuff. What's what's the matter with you?
2: Well, you know, some people don't need the day to day kind of thing, friendship, right? But You're your guys absolutely are super right. It's close. You and her we sister. are close.
1: Where she is my best friend now, but um, yeah, See, it's that's weird. Good. Yeah. See, well, you and your sister are close too.
2: Yeah, we are. We're closer. Do you now. guys talk
1: once a week, you and your sister, no. or not even that much?
2: We text a couple times a week, I think, or something like that. You know, it's it's really about, like, I think all these years of being, like, on the road and all that kind of stuff. Plus, my family's kind of more spread out than yours. And, That's um, true. You know, and then we're also cold. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, I would say that, yeah, my sister is very cool. And, you know, my brothers, you know, they're, they're cool, too, but... um, I, I, I kind of feel like I, your niece, like I, I f- kind of feel her pain because I, I feel like she probably is really good at just being alone. Yeah. And like is. she's like, <laughs> you know, why do I want to ruin this with other people? Because I used to be as a kid, I was like a loner, too. But I had friends. Yeah. You know, so I figured she'd at least have one or two friends from high school.
1: You don't really have many high school friends, though, do you? I've never met any of your high school friends. No, you know what the thing is? You've met mine.
2: They all, like, moved out of state. But, yeah, once I started doing comedy, like, I kind of, like, fell into the comedy world. And then it just kind of, like, spiraled from that, you know, which is just, like, once you get on that late-night schedule, it's all comedy people. But you uh, don't No, I talked to them. I I actually... uh, Wife, uh, one of my high school friends was in town with his wife, so I went to go meet them. But it sucks when you're the unmarried guy, and it's right. like you know, I know. It's like you know, what's coming up? Well, I'm thinking of buying a new chair. And, you know, you know. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, you know what? I have a, a thing when my friends get divorced. I don't hang out with them for like a year because I just get angry for some reason. I don't know why. Like, mm-hmm. that's like you're dummy. You couldn't work it out. I get because I'm not married. I have all these rules. And because uh, they, then they're like, they yeah, I'm ready to, to party, and I'm like, well, I party every day. So I don't need your that now that you're ready to party.
2: Yeah, that's weird because the holidays are coming up. Did you go to any holiday parties?
1: I don't even go to my firm's holiday party anymore after the incident where the HR director tried to kill me at the one five oh, years right. ago. So I stopped. So I have an excuse not to go, which now, I t- never used to mind going. But now I'm at this point where, first of all, um, I always tried to tell everybody I didn't have a job. But now I don't mind so much because I've been yeah. there like sixteen years. So yeah. what are you going to do? Um, I
2: figure you'd play Santa or something <laughs> at the party. <laughs> they would like me
1: to, I'm sure, but... Um, and what... Wait, do they... They always gonna, want me to go, but I don't I don't want to be with those people anymore. I mean, I all, I like everybody at the firm, but I don't want to party with them anymore. That depresses me a little bit that I'm still there, even though I like the job and I, I sure. like it. But, you know, there's a... I don't know. You know, I want to do other stuff. I want to move on. I, I totally... But I don't agree. hate I that totally.
2: job. I, I get it. But I was going to say, Dave, that... Uh, is it the holiday party, like where they rent out like a big place? and yeah, everybody goes. That's what and they did last Tuesday. Oh, they do that. Yeah. Oh, see that. Now that might be worth it.
1: No, I've done it, you know, a million times, and like I just use the excuse that you know the HR director tried to kill me, but right. also the new HR director always he's always looking at me, like he's like, I hope he doesn't make trouble. I, I don't need it, and I don't. There's a lot of people I really like at the firm that I would that I do party with or hang out with after hours. Yeah. But then there's a bunch of people I don't want to see ever again in my life.
2: How many people work there? I forgot. Like a hundred and something. I didn't know Like that. more
1: than that probably, I think. Mm. There's four floors in Midtown Manhattan. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty. Wow. It's, it's like a medium-sized firm.
2: Uh, speaking of holidays, <laughs> I picked up these this small uh, gift, Dave, because I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Them. Those are
1: ironically my favorite chocolates. Are they? Yeah, I didn't that I not even really
2: know. I just thought it looked cool.
1: They have white chocolate in there, which is my favorite. The Lindor really? uh, chocolates. I eat them every day after lunch. I have one. Oh. So thank you. I don't have any at work anymore. So this is I, oh, well, it's a great good. gift. Yeah, that's great. No, thank you. Happy Hanukkah to you as well. I was either to well,
2: get you this or a gift card to like a Chili's.
1: Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> where's their Chili's around? Here? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, those are the cards I actually like. I'm the few people that would. If you gave me one, like an Applebee's or something, I'll find <laughs> one. I'll, I will go. Uh, somebody gave me somebody who won the football pool. Gave me a Domino's card, and they were like... D- I was like, thank pizza. you. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I know, nice, I used them way. both.
2: I always give my mom the IHOP uh, gift card, and then we uh, go for, out... To for eat. real? Yeah. Oh, I wish and there was the one around And then because I wanted to go see more movies. <laughs> but... uh I won't go with her to the movies. We no, both don't I've like never, to go I haven't movies. been to the
1: movies with my mom since 1968. <laughs> since we saw Dr. Doolittle together. For real. It, I mean, I, I yeah. I
2: don't ever, I, I can tell you right now, it's like, I don't remember ever going. I saw Apocalypse Now with my dad. I no way. That. And I was really Your dad young. took you to see Apocalypse Now? Yeah, that and Jaws. Like We really did get to see some really great <sighs> my adult movies. I, I,
1: I mean, I think I've told you this before. The I exorcist, asked my dad. No. no, 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 oh, no oh, my kidding. God. Yeah. <laughs> Holy I shit. I never saw
2: that in the movie theater. That would have creeped me out That, that really would have Yeah. Been well, again.
1: that first of all, I've never seen it, and I've said on Pete Holmes' podcast that that movie completely yeah. still creeps me out, and I've never seen it. You've never seen the movie? No, I've only seen just scenes, and it oh. fucks me up so much that I think if I see it, it'll help. It's a great just movie. Just like when I saw Jaws after all the hype, I'm like, well, that wasn't that bad. You know, like what's in your head mm-hmm. is worse than that, actually seeing it.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because there's, like sometimes when I'm on the road... Like, they'll have, like, uh, TNT movies, and they'll have, like, you know, all the Jaws movies. Or, yeah. like, uh, you know. But just the like- one
1: with Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws yeah, that, Four. That's where it fell apart. Yeah, yeah. that's where it really <laughs> fell apart.
2: But like the original Jaws, uh, is a classic. Everybody knows it. And what's his name? Uh, the uh, uh, not Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, I know. Who was used... great in it? But uh, you know, oh Robert Shaw. The he the... was also great. Oh, you're talking about the other Sheriff yeah, Brody, and I can't uh, think right. From I... the Seven Ups, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh God, why can't we think of his name? A great this guy. is
1: one of those things where people are listening. They're like yelling the name. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: you know the guy who played the, the uh, Roy Scheider. Was yes. That his name. Okay. Phew. He was cool. I always thought he was Jewish. He's not. He's like an Italian. What made you think he was Jewish? I don't know. He looked. Do you think they have more than one
1: Jew in that? I mean, the fact that Richard Dreyfus was in an action movie, you know, know, is unbelievable. That was all Spielberg, right? So how are you going to have more than one?
2: Well, well, the beauty—that's what made
1: it so good, too, with uh, 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 Robert Shaw or whatever. That's his name, right? The Quint, right? mm -hmm. Uh, Because you know he hated him because he was just so (laughs) Jewy.
2: If you were to pitch Jaws now, like pretend I'm the network, or let me do it. You, uh, you're the network and I'm going to pitch Jaws now. Okay. But like, remember, no one gives a shit. Can we curse on your podcast? Of course. Okay. No one gives a shit about, um, you know, shark movies. So this is how I would say it. Okay. It's a movie. It's kind of like The Hangover, (laughs) but on the water. Oh, Oh. (laughs) And everybody dies horribly from a shark attack. Oh, (laughs)
1: well, we just did Hairspray Live, uh, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, what was that? Why was that? Why why was there such a need to do Hairspray Live?
1: There's a need to do these live musicals. It didn't matter what it was. Um, I just did an entire podcast about it last week because it was really good. It was good. It, you know what was good about it? The live aspect of what they did? They made it... If I was a kid watching it in the 70s and they did something like that, I would have been like, this is the greatest thing I've ever really? seen. Because they come out and it's on the lot. Like when they did Grease Live, which was the best live thing I'd ever seen what about, last uh, year, it was raining in LA. And, oh. and they all had umbrellas and they oh, put that cool. into it. It was It was way... All the outside scenes were like in the rain. It was mm. cool. What's that parade? It's always way too cold. Oh, sorry. What's that
2: parade where um, it's a New York parade, but where they have like the different casts of the different shows? They're on a float. Yeah, isn't and that the Thanksgiving? Is it? Yeah, because yeah, like, I think they
1: had the cast of Hairspray Live. Yeah, because it's always
2: like really cold, and then like the yeah. cast of The Lion King, they're like just wearing a, <laughs> a straw. It's like, oh, sorry, oh I wish I was in. Right. I wish I was in the Right, right. <laughs> 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 I'm f- f-
1: f- f- Why do I... <laughs> Why did I have to be in an African show during Christmas time? <laughs> and it's always like super
2: early for like whatever you're going to see. You know? Right. Well, they
1: have to get there like five in the morning. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, boy. That's something that, uh, you know, I don't think we we've, we've never really done a parade. We, we should do that one time.
1: Who you and me? Yeah. Go see a parade. <laughs> oh, goes no. I've uh, First of all. As you know, I'm thinking about running for Manhattan Borough President. I didn't know that. My first order of business, get rid of every parade. Every parade. Every parade except Thanksgiving because that's a holiday. Nobody cares. What about Halloween? No, we'll keep that one because it's in the village. And that's a legendary parade. Those two. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, every parade... Get rid of everything. Columbus Day, even Veterans Day, those horrible ethnic parades, Israeli Day Parade, Puerto Rican Day Parade, they all got to go. Really? Who's going to those parades? Who cares?
2: Why don't you just combine them all into one parade? Well, that that would be fine with me. We can call it like a uh, Cyber Monday. Uh, ironically that's a good idea.
1: you just combine all the ethnicities into one parade and then you have an actual festive parade and everybody tries to beat the floats or something oh, that's and you make good. They race the floats That's not a bad idea. but mm. every summer in this city, you know in Manhattan it's like another parade another blocking off and now that the president lives here, it's like a I nightmare. Know yeah he only lives pre he lives so how are they, how are they gonna have those parades down Fifth avenue when everything's closed down that'll be a that'll be an extra night they're not going to be able to have it down fifth maybe that's the, maybe that was the answer having a president living on the block I think they're still gonna to have to have it that's gonna be a logistical nightmare that's the stuff you see in the movies that they're going to assassinate the president you know with the parades I don't know what they mean. I mean they did it an animal house they hide in a float I don't know, <laughs> I don't know they, oh you're right yeah, yeah. well here's the here's what I think is that uh
2: Every parade now is so PC that, like, you don't even know what it's about. And, I know. I, mean, I remember as a child, like, like you knew what the parade was about, you know, because they would, like, they they would definitely, like, you know, they wouldn't hold back or anything like that. Now, like, uh, you know, you see these parades and you're like, well, what is that? Yeah. You know, no w- idea. W- what's the
1: holiday here? You know, I work right on Fifth Avenue. So they have a parade during the week while I'm at work with the St. Patrick's Day and the Columbus and Veterans Day. I, what, I was like, what's going on the work that the sound the noise is like you can't do any oh, work yeah, You can't yeah. cross the street to get lunch. It's a nightmare
2: and nobody cares Do you bring in your niece and everybody to look at the parade? They don't
1: want to what is it. there to look at besides the Thanksgiving Day parade where you have floats where you want to bring kids in What's there to look at a couple of high school marching bands? What, uh, that's what I'm saying. What what is there to look at people I, are just walking?
2: I was in a marching band in high school with a bunch of guys and um You know, we were in the marching band, but we never got to play, like, you know, we were never, I guess, like, a a great band where we got to play at a parade. Like, that would have been awesome if we got to, like, coming from Long Island to go down Fifth Avenue. Yeah, that that would have been awesome, right? Did you play the drums? Yeah, I played the drums. Did you have the thing with it hanging from here? Yeah. I think that... uh, that ruined my back. No, I <laughs> no, no, I, I, cool. I love that. My nephew's in the marching band. I like I like the marching band. I think it's way cooler. And that movie Drumline definitely took some of the stink out of it. <laughs> we were we were nowhere near that good. Oh. nowhere. <laughs> so you didn't get to, to play anywhere. You never. My what?
1: nephew, their band's not very good, but they got to play at the Meadowlands somehow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it seems like they always get local bands to play somewhere.
2: Well, I I, I also think that a lot of people would have been like, well, we're not doing it. You know, like oh, right. I don't want to do it. But, but uh, your father would have said that.
1: No, what? he would. He would have oh, been, into, been it? into it.
2: No, I think that you know we were from like a pretty rich town. I think so they, you know, I, I assume maybe they've gotten why ourselves there. Maybe
1: they like having poor towns. Well, playing, they're usually you know, better anyhow. Better musicians, <laughs> you know. I right. hate to be uh,
2: stereotypical, but they are better usually because uh, the the
1: other kids they're practicing for the MCATs <laughs> or the SATs <laughs> or some other bullshit. Right. Right. You know, um, I don't know whether you know, but I had a story about um, Donald mm-hmm. Fagan. Who is that? Donald Fagan's from uh, Steely Dan. Oh, okay. And, um... Hey, that was a good segue, though. Thank you. He does, uh... Wait, I'm... Lo- oh, here, like... He didn't die, did he? No, no, no. Oh, good. He does... Like... This is his solo one. That's I use it for my uh, broadcast. It's called The Night... This is the cover of my podcast with, you know, I put my face into his picture. But uh, him and his wife, Libby Titus, are suing their East 92nd Street co-op board because they're saying the building is mismanaging it. I'm sure you'd like to do that. Sure. You remember this guy, right? Yeah. The point, the reason I bring it up is because do you know what the connection is to you drumming and Donald Fagan? What? Do you have any idea whatsoever? What? we, You and me yeah. were in a band with his Libby his wife's son. Back in 1987. <laughs> Libby Titus. Who? He, Donald Fagan's wife is Libby Titus. Oh, okay. And we were in a band with his, with her son.
2: I was in a band? Well, <laughs> at Greg's house. Oh, time, oh I remember. okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was the connection. And oh, that's you played hilarious. the drums. You
1: were after birth. Oh, right, and, uh, right. <laughs> wow. And we were in a band with Donald Fagan's stepson. I didn't know Look that. Look at us. <laughs> I, I didn't know that he was. Uh,
2: That's a great awkward, like, at a a party.
1: Yeah. Hey, you don't remember me? I was in your stepson's band. If he meets you, he probably would say that to you. If he ever sees you, he'd probably be like, hey, do you remember when we played together? Right. Hey, you know what, though? I was going to say that uh, that
2: song, did it ever make the top 100? I think it made top 100. It did. Yeah, that, that's like one of those weird... Um, it was from 1982. It was a solo album. It was a talkie song. It was like a lot of yeah, talking on uh, Well Yeah,
1: well, that one's called The Nightfly, but off that album was that IGY song, like, what a beautiful night Oh, that's it. Yeah. Um, but this one's called The Nightfly, and it's all about a late night DJ. And oh. he says, with jazz and conversation. Oh, I see how that
2: could be a possible theme for this yeah,
1: show. Yeah, well, that's why, you know... It's jazz and conversation. You've that's been very like
2: good it. to meet me in the afternoon for the podcast, but that's not the natural hour of this podcast. It's a late. Oh, cast.
1: but I love doing it in the afternoon. I wish I could do more Saturday afternoon podcasts. Yeah, mm. no, thank you. I, it's I more don't of like high tea. I, everybody hour, knows though. I, <laughs> I like doing it out of my bedroom yeah. to look out the window during the daytime. I get mm. you know freaked out when it gets light early. See, this is no. this is no good. Yeah. But if we were in the bedroom, you could see Queens. Ah. You, could see, you know, it's nice. You see the water. Then it's a very pleasant... uh, I like looking out the window. That's why I like doing Artie's. I always have that one seat where I'm looking out the window, you know? Yeah, that is a nice view. That's my favorite seat. That's the best view in all podcast history, maybe. The skyline (laughs) of Manhattan, it's unbelievable. Well, Well, uh... You
2: you seem to do it in your house all the time, right? You yeah, don't take it I on do. location or uh, no, anything? I do
1: take it on location. I did it at Tommy I did my one hundredth at Tommy Bahamas. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought it to the beach over the summer, went to uh, Dave Elliott's and oh, he has cool. a cabana there oh. on my birthday. So uh, that was really fun. We just did Grateful Dead trivia. Um, And did you uh, put in some sea sounds like to make it more? No, I didn't. That's why I think I said, I'm like, you know, only because there's one picture with us doing it, would you possibly know that it's actually at the beach? Uh, You know, we were hoping people would come by or something like that, but uh, nobody did. But it's an awesome cabana. It's like fun. It's changed my whole summer. I didn't know.
2: know? I didn't know. that the the, uh, Is this in Jersey or? Yeah, it's in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, down yeah. the
1: Jersey Shore. Well, he you know he invites me, and uh, the keyboardist for Bon Jovi always invite me over, like, why don't you come to our summer house?
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, which must be unbelievable, right? I mean... That was one of the highlight gigs of 2016
2: for me, was I finally got to play Asbury Park. Not at the Stone Pony or whatever. I They have a little theater there.
1: Oh, I know that, and um, I couldn't go for some reason. Yeah, you were because, close. Uh, I remember you. Yeah, I would have... Right. Right? Yeah. We were doing I, something else. Yeah, I was really bummed about that because I love when you play New Jersey. That's I mean, I was in that
2: great, me. but it was still cool to play that town because yeah, it's no, such it's, a legendary it's, town. I'm there a it's lot way, over the summer. It's way it's way more upscale now than I thought it would be. Yeah, no, they they, After
1: Hurricane Sandy, they picked it up a little bit. Well, that's what Long Branch is really nice, and that's where I usually hang out. Mm-hmm. But it's right near Asbury. So I usually go to Asbury Park after either for dinner or to meet some friends or something. Yeah. My old girlfriend's from there. So uh, sometimes I see her or her friends. And... Um, I don't know. I don't think you remember this guy, Billy Portman, but he plays with his band at this place, Porta, Yeah, which he's playing tonight, which I can't go because I, I got to do something else. But um, I love going to Asbury Park over the summer. It's, I like it a lot. That's why I really want to see I think the
2: summer would be really crazy. It was, it was actually, not that bad. But, the winter. I was there in the winter, though. Oh. Wasn't yeah, I? but
1: I don't mind. I like going there anytime. I like going down the shore during the winter. I would like to get a place there. You would? I would like to get a, have, keep my place here and get a place there. I never like, was a Hamptons guy or
2: anything. Oh, yeah. No, forget the Hamptons, Dave. I'm a th- Jersey I think, guy. I like the Jersey Shore. Yeah, and I, what I also like about the Jersey Shore is that, like, let's say you want to get away from the Shore. You can get away. Like, you can go in, like, three different directions. With this, the Hamptons, you got to so just come, glad back, that you, come back into the city. I'm That's so you glad you
1: get that because you're from Long Island. So I wasn't sure if you understood what the freedom. The reason why I prefer... New Jersey or where I would like to move eventually and move back to is because when you leave the Lincoln Tunnel, you can go to California. You know, it it spreads out. You can go anywhere. Long Island, you are just in this, you know, in your mind, in my mind, um, it's too claustrophobic. You can only go one direction.
2: Yes. And it ends. And, And the thing about, like, Montauk and those places is, like, you know, eventually you're going to have to go fishing. Like either someone's going to invite you or you're just going to find yourself going like, I guess I should just go fishing at some point. And I'm like, as a boy, we always would go out there. Like somebody would knew knew somebody with a boat or somebody was like a fisherman. And we would always go out there and like, I don't even eat fish. So it was really just more about like going out there waiting to throw up, you know, before I was drinking. Like as a boy, my, my parents, you know, my dad would take us and stuff. And I and like we went out to the Hamptons one time and it was like midwinter and it was it was just like The Shining. It was like bleak. Oh, wow. Really bleak. And we're staying with these people like, you know, we went to go visit them. They were friends of ours or something. And I remember they were caterers. So like, you know, it was like time for lunch and it was like, who's up for 100 pounds of lasagna? (laughs) You know, like they had catering food there. Wait, wait! What do you need? What do you, uh, you know, uh, you, what, what do you need? Rolls? Troops. I got. I here's twelve rolls. <laughs> well, that's why the people who Sorry. live there,
1: yeah, get so angry during the summer because they're like, you know, you guys weren't here in the winter. Fuck you! You know, like, yeah. well, we live here all the time, jerk offs. That must right. be very annoying for the, the people. Locals. That yeah, the locals mm-hmm. must. They hate. That. I,
2: I I like that you'd want to move down to the Jersey Shore. I think that would
1: be good. That's, I think I would like. I've been talking about getting a place in Long Branch, um, you know, just renting another place because I can't afford to buy. But yeah, but what if about if what if you went to get uh, in with a couple
2: of buddies and bought a place?
1: I don't think that's me, yeah. and I don't think I have any buddies anymore. You know, besides yeah. you, I, mean, I don't. <laughs> you th- and Russ, I, 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 uh, everybody, and Russ is. I, I don't know whether he's going through something or whether he's angry at me. So yeah. I, don't, I just haven't heard from him. Have you? Oh, oh, I'm worried? Yeah, yeah. I talk to him all the time. You don't talk to him? No. I think
2: something's wrong. I think he's still mad at me. Don't you have somebody. some sad music to play or something? <laughs> I to get do. us out of this awkward moment?
1: Well, let's... No, uh, Russ is
2: very busy. He's a man of the world. He also does comedy. And then his dad. You yeah, know, He's no, a good know, guy. He's a good son, so... Yeah, but I you know, like him gotta.
1: so much, but I in, in, uh, uh, insulted him on this podcast. Too. You remember, remember, yeah, they played it the thing. To his face? Well, you, well Dan played it that day on the Artie Show. Oh, okay. Where, so, yes, to his yeah. face. He oh, was well, there. there you
2: go. I like that. Well you know, yeah. As, and, long as it's and not then, like some kind of slam once he's off the camera Well then
1: Jay Okerson is mad at me for that same reason. Well But that's not fair. He didn't let me finish. Well <laughs> I, I have a feeling I that said he turned it around. You still have a few more days in twenty sixteen to take care of old business. I have tried to do that. I've texted his girlfriend, I said, Why don't you let me buy you guys a drink? So we can just. Disc- I've really tried. Here's well, something long I long learned long growing
2: up on Long Island. There's nothing that a hundred pounds of lasagna can't <laughs> fix. <figure. laughs> I swear to God, the guy. It's like, okay, you kids are hungry, and he pulled out like one of those gigantic. Oh, things that's a of dream, lasagna. Actually, maybe I'm me. making it you up. Know? But it really was just like, wow, I like lasagna. I didn't know I could eat all the
1: lasagna <laughs> in the world. That's kind of a dream, though, yeah. <laughs> like in a way. You really know how to make a good lasagna. I know that Thank about you. Well, I make a kosher lasagna, so it's weird. That's, I don't make the traditional. That's taking all the fun out of it. I know, but <laughs> I can't mix milk and meat. I can't. I get wow. nervous. I, get, I cook kosher. So How I about I your niece? Does
2: she know how to cook? Because maybe you could teach her. That would be good. Like No.
1: No? No, no. I'm thinking that would I be I a cook. really cool. But YouTube I cooked channel. as a kid, you know. Like I always used to make stuff in the kitchen. Yeah,
2: no, you're a really good cook. I was just wondering that that would be really cool if it was like you, you and your niece, are like in your own cooking show. It is
1: a good idea. Yeah. She's it's fun when she's with me. She's like different. My mother says so all the time. My sister does too. That's why we went to London together. Maybe she's an old soul. As people I think she used is. No, I think she is. Yeah. We remember we went to London together. You know. So. I know. Yeah, that's weird. But people are like, "Did you have a good time?" I'm like. I think if I was with somebody else, I would. Have, I mean, <laughs> she, well, she's nice enough, but she doesn't like adventure, and she won't have a drink like one, like a How ginger old is ale. She? How old Nineteen? Is she? Oh yeah, in England, I think they can drink at eighteen. They can, right? She was completely legal, so I'm like, can't you just have a ginger ale and make it look like you're having? Because we went to this place, they were nice enough to let us in. Wow. Like, we're taking people's seats. But uh, I thought that you told me she's
2: like very into dance and, and she singing is. and stuff.
1: Well, dance, yeah, yeah.
2: Can she sing too?
1: Not really. really. Not well. Wow. <laughs> but she does, I guess, sometimes. Wow. but
2: Well, why don't you include her in your um in your installments of The Godfather? I, I, I w- actually I was great, gonna uh, I would
1: have had her come to this, but she's at Rutgers. She's at classes and stuff, so
2: Yeah, but that's only a train ride away. I it's mean true. I'll kick in for it right well, she now. Came, that, she came bucks? to the she came <laughs> to
1: the last one. She came to the show at least. No, but give her a part in it. I would give her a part. She's good. Wait,
2: I, what's who what was his daughter's name again, Eddie?
1: Like uh Apollonia? Apolo- no, no, I'm no, waiting. Oh no, no, not her. Oh, um Kay. No, um Connie. Connie. Right, sorry. Something like that. No, yeah. she couldn't handle that.
2: What are you talking about?
1: She wouldn't be able to handle that. Well I a feisty know. Italian daughter, <laughs> are you kidding? Absolutely not. That would definitely
2: bring her out but of But you know the I'm
1: show. waiting, I'm trying to get Susie Essman to play Apollonia. Susie's that's, really good. She'd be great, but she's filming Kirby Enthusiasm. That's the uh. only, that's why I canceled the November show. I'm yeah. waiting for her. So right. the next one's February 28th, and I have to do it with her without her. I'm going to have to continue.
2: I'm going to speak for a lot of the listeners. I appreciate that you do this, um, even though it is a classic, and you're kind of uh, you know <laughs> fucking it up. Yeah, it's but I think your take on it is a hilarious. People seem to like it, air. even the, the yeah. best
1: of people who would claim sacrilege seem to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're talking about, we're just taking like where you know why does Ava Gardner know about all the toilet bowls? You know, right? <laughs> in right. The city. We just to make fun of so, but why? But we also Godf- have the respect for it. So, but why the Godfather of all the other classics? I mean, you know, I don't know. It was one of those things where I just keep watching, and I'm like, I I would love to do a sitcom about this. I just had this idea, and I kept telling you know, one I would talk about it all the time, the owner of the cellar, mm-hmm. uh, because he worships the Godfather too. And then I just said, let's just, what do you think of an idea of me doing this? And he was into it. And then remember, he he backs me up with his band when we do it, so he loves it. Did you uh, appreciate Scorsese's uh, portrayal of Jews in The Godfather? Um,
2: I believe Mo Green is the uh, first. The Scorsese? Only... I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Coppola. Uh, Coppola. I'm is sorry. Mo
1: Green supposed to be Jewish?
2: I, uh, yeah. Oh, then that is the worst portrayal. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about it. I was like, when's, when do we see a Jewish person? Like well, was, Hyman Roth!
1: All right, there we go. And remember, the Jewish yeah, first like becomes that's, a traitor. But that's the third.
2: Isn't that the second, <laughs> the second one? <laughs> the second one yeah. That's the second one. Yeah, and the first one, it's just all Italians, all, the time. all well, Italians. Well, that's the way all it's the supposed time. to be. You
1: know, that's okay. I don't have any problems with that.
2: When you think about that movie, because I, I thought about it a lot, I was like, "This is the '70s. Like Vietnam is still like you know, it's it's basically over." But well, still, no, I think uh, it was still going. It came out Seventy-two. Oh, so it's still going, yeah. right? So a lot of these, a lot of these people are like, you know, like they're like. You know, crazy drug. You know, age of Aquarius types, and then they have to like button it down. I <laughs> like the fact that like they got it to look so amazing. Like every scene is like a, is like a painting. Lucky,
1: you know? it, it, no, not lucky. I mean, no, it's, it's like a little super... bit of lucky if you like kind of listen to Coppola and watch it. Like you know, they didn't. I think they got. But a they lot just of,
2: had a house like that, and they're just like. Hey, that listen. house
1: was in Staten Island. Oh. And uh, most of it was just on the set at Paramount. I didn't know they shot it in Staten Island, so they didn't even really do anything. They just let it happen. <laughs> That's. what I <laughs> I don't know. It's, remember, I, I was talk at the first show that you opened up. I was talking My bit was on uh, the fact that they shot it at the same lot where they shot the Brady Bunch. Uh-huh. And every day, Al Pacino and Robert Reed would get together. Go, what do you got going today? Because like, uh, oh, we're killing the heads of the five families. So, what do you got doing? <laughs> Uh, we caught Greg smoking. It's not uh, <laughs> not really the greatest. And that's why Robert Reed was so angry, because every day he had lunch <laughs> with Al Pacino. He's like, fuck. <laughs> but that Al Pacino really was, um, that was the best thing he'll ever do. That's not true. I thought he's done a bunch of great ones, dude. Mm, you know, he's ruining his reputation by doing these horrible movies. Hey, you want to be in the CIA? You got a problem? <laughs> you know, he's like kind of ruining it. The Scarface was amazing. Yeah. But... Um, you know, taking chances like that with Scarface. so that's a big chance. I don't think he can get away with it today. But um, I think that was like a goof movie, right? I mean, like everybody thought it was
2: like a goof, right? There's no way that they went down there. And they no, were like, I, think you know, they, I think
1: they were having a good time. I think it was the plan to be pretty serious.
2: Well, what's his name's in it? David uh, Brenner, right? No, <laughs> No, Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer.
1: Well, Richard Belzer's been in, I think, three... Al Pacino movies, and I talked to him about it. He said there's no connection. I thought he was pals with Al Pacino. He's in Scarface, and he's also in Author, Author. He is. It was. Yeah, he plays the, the gay hairdresser or something. I and didn't know that. He goes, "Do you think Seth is gay? Don't be ridiculous. I don't think Seth has ever looked at a woman in his life. You know, something <laughs> like something like that." And he goes, "That is divine." Did he do his Mick Jagger or no? No, but I just saw that the other day on <laughs> the Alan Thicke show.
2: Oh. They have it a clip, so um, yeah.
1: I, I was what? Did you ever hear this? Uh... I know this. One. Do you? I mean, I never heard it before, and it, it, they made it a single. But oh. Can you guess what decade it came out in? Or oh, it's eighties. <laughs> it's an eighties. You think so? It's not? <laughs> no, no, it is. Of course, it is. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna skip ahead. This is uh, Alan Thick. Uh, he's singing his theme song, The Thick of the Night. <laughs> I didn't know that. That sounds like a Night Ranger. Thick of the Night! <laughs> Ooh, the City lights. Tonight. On. So it's uh so that's a horrible <laughs> song, but um, yeah, so I watched Belzer on Thick of the Night. And doing that Mick Jagger thing. I saw a clip of it when I was looking for clips because I was looking for the Sammy Maudlin show oh. when they did Maudlin of the Night, which I just described oh, no. oh, I get at it length I get uh, last week.
2: Now. Yeah, I always wonder why they called it Maudlin of the Night. Now I get it from Thick of the Night.
1: It, it occurred to me like like years later. I didn't understand either. And then when I was reading up on Thick of the Night, I was like so unbelievable. And uh, I couldn't find a clip. And this guy on Twitter Found one and he put it up and he's like, Hey, I found one. And he and he, put it, it was really nice and it was great to see. It. it made me laugh out loud again. And my favorite three lines Kissinger, my set. Because remember, Kissinger gets drunk and he, the set right. Falls over. Uh, and me and Royce, me and Mike Royce used to always do lines from that sketch all the time where he, where he would always call me, Come on, McConaughey. Because he all had the right. zanies. He had the zanies. Uh, uh, this yeah. Martin Short is Howie Mandel, but his name oh. was Zuzloff. I ah. remember. It's the classic thing where he's like, uh, he's like, now Zuzloff is an improvisationalist. Now, he's never seen any of these items. You know oh, I still I do this it, yes. to this day. And he goes, and he can do bits with all of them. And he gets up and he can't think of anything. Yeah, he can't do anything. And Joe Flattery's like, what's the matter? Can't you think it? All right, sit down. <laughs> this new format is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I that just found crazy. out today yeah, that the guy who wrote that song that we just played, Thick of the Night, yeah. guy who co-wrote it with Alan Thicke, David Foster. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this, this is such a strange connection Let's he's running the Trump inauguration Wow yeah and he's dating Christy Brinkley guy that wrote this song it doesn't seem fair that the guy that wrote this song should be dating Christy Brinkley.
2: Uh, how old is she again? Sixties. 60, She's but, 60-something. She looks amazing. Yeah, she looks really good, huh?
1: This is the guy that ran over Ben Vereen with his car. Do you remember that? No, years ago? No, no, no. <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories of all time. Dave,
2: <laughs> this is uh, this is amazing how you're making these connections. I know. It's weird. It's like, like it,
1: That's what my brain is full of, and that's why I haven't been able to be successful in my career.
2: That's not true. I think that you're really... Uh, in this chapter, I, I think you're really starting to like you know get some solid hits. I really do. Well, the Godfather's, the Godfather's been thing, helping. Yeah, the podcast. You're also a current guest on many very very uh, well, well cra- respected crashing. Uh, is, crashing. That, oh, that's right. I that'll be for that. you
1: and I are both in that. Me, you, and Artie. Yeah, and um, a lot of our friends. It's it. Dave, can I just? It means so much to me to be a part of that because it's like in high school again. If like if I wasn't in a part and I knew all my friends were in it and I wasn't involved. It's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I don't care about that. It's just like it just reminds me of like in high school when I didn't get a part in Greece, yeah, and all my friends did. But then I wormed my way into it by playing Ernie Douglas. Yeah, I was doing that imitation even back then.
2: (laughs) So remember, Smigel
1: made fun of me on your show uh, of the Village Underground, where he's like, "Oh, that's right." Oh, so when he was in Triumph character and he's like, "So what does this guy do? The Ernie Douglas imitation?" I'm like, "Jesus, Triumph, is this necessary?" Did you hear about Cindy Brady?
2: No. what did oh, what, she do?
1: That she got kicked off her radio show. Yeah. What was that show? Well, apparently she had a show called Two Chicks Talking Politics."
2: And is that a? Uh, and
1: apparently, all our favorite icons from the '70s are Trump supporters. Her yeah, and Scott Bayo. I don't know what's yeah, Scott happening. Scott Baio, <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. So I guess she's a huge Trump supporter. So she called this guy a faggot. She said that. This is exactly what she said. This is the most funny. This that. is the funniest thing you've ever heard in your life. She's 55, and she was talking to this openly gay actor, Leon Accord Whiting, whoever that guy is. And this guy's kind of a dick, too, because he mm-hmm. was like, I'm sick of you talking about Trump. <laughs> but she took it a step further. so on, she, He took a screenshot uh-huh. of her. Uh, she sent him a Facebook message, and this is what she wrote. I, I hadn't heard this until yesterday. This is amazing. Cindy Brady. Hey there, little pussy. <laughs> Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass you are, you lying piece of shit. Too cowardly to confront me in real life so you do it on Facebook. You are the biggest faggot ass in the world, the biggest pussy. My dick is bigger than yours, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, you lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Well, looks like someone needs a timeout from Alice.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Just a dumb old play, anyway. going can turn a prince
2: into a bullfrog. <laughs> but if she used that little adorable girl voice, I'd let her say anything. To me. I know that's
1: the funny thing. That's all I can think about. dick is This is You are the faggot. With <laughs> it would have been funny if he was just like, and I don't like your lisp.
2: Now, when you've been on a lisp since 1969. So here, here's the thing that I think that. Um, you probably have thought about because you really are like you think deeply about these things that when you were a little boy watching these shows with your icons, your your Jan Brady's or um, all these different people that we've mentioned, did you think there ever would be a device like Twitter or something like that where you actually could talk to them <laughs>
1: Um, no, and it's funny that you mentioned that in multiple ways. Number one, um, <laughs> I've talked about it in the show. There's a show called Dog with a Blog, you know, that I was obsessed with because the dog talks, you know, like uh-huh. a dog has his own blog and he's always on the computer with his glasses typing uh-huh. his blog. It's on sure. a Disney Channel. And there's an actress in it, th- this girl, and she was, she's cute, but she's 16. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I tweeted about how great Dog with a Blog was, <laughs> and she tweeted back. Yeah, and I was, like, so happy. I was like, oh, my God, she acknowledged me, you know? That's really cool. And uh, all I kept thinking about was, just like you're saying, can you imagine in the 70s if Lee Majors from The Six Million Dollar Man (laughs) knew I existed? How happy that would have made me. It's, like, not even fair that you can, like, actually maybe have a relationship with your icons at this point, you know? And let alone... Remember our friend Ken Ober, who used to do Mm -hmm. the radio show with Cindy Brady. Oh, that's right. Him and Susan Olson used to do the late Ken Ober. Wow. Um, He told me one of the greatest stories. Sure. He went to Cindy Brady's wedding. Oh, I didn't know she was married. She got married, and she might be divorced now. I don't know, but she didn't marry Oliver, did she? No. (laughs) All right. But she married some guy, and I'm like, well, what was that like? He goes, it was unbelievable. I'm like, well, who'd you sit with? I sat with the whole Brady family. I sat uh, with Florence yeah. Henderson. I sat with Greg. I sat with Peter. It was unbelievable. I mean, think about how surreal that must have been for him, where he's actually watching one of the Brady kids get married, yeah. even though they're you know actors and stuff. That's the kind of stuff I couldn't even picture as a kid. Meeting Richard Klein, Larry from Thieves Company, and being friends with him, Yeah, I couldn't even picture something like that. I like that you're friends with him. I think I, that that's a good friendship. It is a good friendship. He's a great guy. He's been really great in yeah, the show, with the Godfather. The he's a good actor and he's a great friend. And, and
2: he's and, he's he's a professional actor, isn't it? Yeah, amazing? I'm actually going to
1: go see him uh, in January. He's doing a play in Rawley, New Jersey. So <laughs> yeah, I got to pay it back.
2: You didn't see that documentary for the love of Spock, did you?
1: No, not yet. I keep forgetting what There's it's called. what I'm looking shots for shots
2: of like him, like in the in the like like we don't like we don't we don't know. Like you and I, we we loved the early Star Trek, but. We didn't know that they were doing personal appearances, like where it's like before Comic Con, they would like do something like a like a mall opening. Oh, you really? Know, like, oh, like well, a, maybe like, I didn't know. Like one of those, like you know, like uh, you know, out of this world prices down at you know <laughs> Big Bob's <laughs> Auto, well, and then Spock would walk out. Did someone say out of this world? Like, well, I'm making it up, but that's really well, like, no. But remember they, they did need that the money you know? in the Simpsons. Remember yeah. they <laughs> depicted that
1: in the very early Simpsons. Yes, uh, because I guess they those guys are our age and they knew about it, and that's why he goes, um, <laughs> "Hey Spock, what do you want in your? Hot Dog, surprise me. Remember? <laughs> Remember, he was there for the opening of the monorail. Yeah, I One love of the that. first episodes, yeah.
2: That's the best line, too. It's like, what did you do, didn't <laughs> I? Like, uh, right, I did, that's I right. You didn't do anything. My job like, is my done, job here, is done says, right? Yeah, my job is done. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Uh, no, you, you didn't, didn't do, do anything, anything. Yeah. Yeah. didn't I? And then he, he phases did. out, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah those that guys. Was I mean, that was like our. You don't see writing like that anymore. No,
1: and you know, I was just talking about the ratings still. Oh, yeah? Simpsons. Number five.
2: Still? Still. How many years now? 30. Wow. Older than your niece.
1: Yeah. Number five five or six in the ratings of the past three weeks.
2: You know, talk about ultimate merch, too. I mean, like, that show is just, wow. And that's why it's so sad
1: that that guy died who you knew. Yeah. Who's missing out on just having millions wonderful millions of dollars and just playing right he didn't oh. even have a job yeah no, oh, he can't he was, even imagine was getting a what a bummer to get sick when you uh, have all that money that's what's gonna happen to me i'm positive you uh, when you make the big right cash. of course you know i'm like uh, george you know <laughs> i knew something would happen god would never let me be successful i mean that's just a tragedy well
2: come on it's a new year let's let's think good thoughts i am thinking good thoughts so are you gonna you went to england what's the next country on your list of countries you want to go to
1: Well, that was the second time I've been to London I've always wanted to go to France and Tokyo I don't
2: know why Well, I've been to Japan That's a long trip But you're a better flyer than I am No, I'm not I'm just like you All right, I'm afraid
1: of flying Mm -hmm. I would go to Japan, Dave I think you'd like it Well, I want to So I can have this experience Ah, James Bond
0: Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls?
3: You think we better, huh? No, just
0: different. Like Peking duck is different from Russian
2: caviar, but I love them both.
3: Darling, I give you very best duck.
2: (laughs) You think we better, huh? Hey, here's a question for you, Dave. You know, I might have this wrong, but all the James Bond themes, you know? Yeah. uh, There's been only a few times where you've actually gotten to see the singer um do you know can you name one of the singers that you've seen
1: sheena easton yeah for your eyes only i believe yes. is actually i think in it's the, the best credits. one yeah i think that actually is the that best. song
2: uh no i don't think it's my favorite The best song. movie no i think they only you only live twice is my favorite. is that what
1: i said i meant for you oh no you only live, oh you think you only live twice is the best movie i uh, know i think that's the best song really yeah what's yours to live and let die is also great yeah that's, that's true Beatles. but my favorite i i got it's so weird my favorite Bond movie, and I think it's the best Bond movie of all time, is Casino Royale. And I actually think that really? song is the best one,
2: Casino Royale.
1: Casino Royale with the first Daniel Craig one.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that is a good. That's pretty. That good. opening What's song the name's in that. Uh, Ava Green. Yeah, she was really great. The
1: best Bond. I'm not now. I'm not saying when I pick my Bond girls. Uh, ironically, Denise Richards is my favorite. I know that's a, please. That's a horrible movie and horrible. But if I'm talking about hotness, but if I'm talking about the best Bond. Woman they ever made Was Ava Green Because she was The best actress She was at the best Backstory Because she was Kind yeah. of like a double Double agent, agent In yes. a way um, And That movie Is How amazing old is that movie now 20 years 2006 I think oh, It came it. out So 10 years old maybe She's but, a
2: great actress I'm, I'm gonna say it right now like, She's terrific That Penny Dreadful Did you see that No
1: I heard it's very good though. Like
2: it was It was so like You'd love it Because it's all that like You know Hey governor <laughs> yeah. You know Because the whole idea Is that like if all those fictitious characters lived together, like Frankenstein, oh, um, <laughs> is that what that is? I didn't know what. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like it's all the um, Dorian Gray, all oh. these different people. They're like it's like alive. A, that,
1: that um, one with uh, Sean Connery, the League yeah, of, League of uh, Extraordinary gentleman. Yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, it's, it's it's those people all together, and oh, she I didn't know is that. like just really cool. Like there's some scenes in there she's where so she's sexy. like possessed, oh, and like that's she really so is awesome. going nuts. And it's, it's really <laughs> she really is a great actress. She
1: is a good actress, and that's what I'm saying. She is probably the best. Actress to ever be in a Bond movie Like a female for, As a Bond woman What about uh, uh, Ursula Andrews? No She was horrible I know. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't even use her voice No they didn't Her and Goldfinger They have different voices Wow um, But th- that Casino Royale Is the best movie And that th- maybe that's why I like the theme song the best But it's a really good scene By Chris Cornell You know my name It's like uh, badass yeah. And they play it all throughout And it works the whole time but that movie is so good. And when they air it on TV, they cut out one of the most pivotal scenes ever, like when they air it on USA or something. So I like almost refuse to watch it, but I can't help it because I love the movie. It's this pivotal scene where it's never happened in a Bond movie before where the woman saves him, oh. where he is poisoned by that awesome uh, oh. Le Chiffre, And he's he fucks up the defibrillator in his car and he couldn't put together one of the wires and he passes out and dies. And then she comes to the car and saves him. And then he wakes up and he goes, are you okay? And she goes, am I okay? And, oh, and yeah. that's the pivotal scene, because that's where she turns, where she's like, oh. you know what, I'm a dick for doing this, this guy's the shit, he's the real deal, and that's what she says to him later. Mm-hmm. If you only had your pinky finger left, you'd still be more of a man than anyone oh, I'd ever met. Yeah. So it's the most pivotal scene, and they cut it out every time it's on television.
2: I like, um, what's the one? A woman never
1: saves him, although in the last one, they did it again Inspector. Yeah, well, they had But that to, was a yeah. lame saving. Yeah. No, but who's the new Bond now? Nobody knows. No, no, Well, Funny you mentioned that. Let's oh. take a look at my list of topics. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel Craig is a douchebag, right? Because right. he does because he's always complaining. How about that guy, something Cumberpatch? Well, that'd be <laughs> fine. I love Daniel Craig as James Bond. Yeah, he's great. I think he's He's fantastic. Great. He's great. But he's whining. He doesn't want to do it. This is stupid. Right? You know, I can understand always, that. Yeah. Can you? Because yeah. here's the problem. This guy's whining and complaining because he can't do other stuff. Yeah. He's doing Othello. On, uh, they're oh. trying to bring it to Broadway. He's doing it out uh, some small space right now. He's playing mm-hmm. Iago in Othello. Let's work the kinks out. The of reason, a classic. The, <laughs> the reason <he's, laughs> right, the, but the only reason it's happening is because Barbara Broccoli is producing it, oh, I don't and know she's pro, she's the producer of all Bond films. Oh, right, taking right. over from her dad, Albert yes. Cooper Broccoli, or Cubby Broccoli, and um, she's doing it to make him happy, so he'll continue doing uh, Bond movies. Sure. So, but what and it's they wanted to bring it to Broadway because when he was there uh, in 2013 in Betrayal, I don't know if you remember that. I think he was doing it with his wife Rachel Weiss. I can't remember. Mm. Box office records, it was making one point five million a week. That's insane <laughs> oh, that's for a crazy. Broadway play. Yeah. No, people want and to see The play see him. was horrible. Yeah, they want to see him. They what do they want to do? They want to see him. But he's a good actor too. Though. He's a good actor. Was, but yeah, that Othello months. ain't selling out if he's not James Bond. I understand. What an idiot.
2: I understand. But they you don't you don't get how hard it is to do the James Bond thing, because it's like a three-year commitment to like shooting in like all these different places and like crazy shootings but and nobody's then, seeing then, Othello
1: if he's not James Bond don't stop I, whining I, about it you know I understand I
2: mean? that and then you got to do another three years of like promoting the movie I mean I'm exaggerating but no, but definitely right. a couple of
1: years I know? know but the fact of the matter is is that it got him all this other stuff. Right. He's not a lead actor in anything if he's not James Bond. And I love him. I love the girl with the dragon tattoo because I, I love seeing James I Bond yeah, he's doing good. something else and being
2: saved by somebody else. All right. Worst case scenario, he leaves. So who would you replace him with? Who would you go with? Well,
1: they were talking about this black guy, Elvis, Elvis whatever oh, his name good, is. He's good, that guy. And that guy is can't he's have English, a, too. Having a black James it has Bond to be would, an English guy would bother a lot of us from New Jersey. All right, but it has to be an it English guy. It has to be an English guy. I that's, mean, it absolutely. That's it is. So uh, what do but you think? Benedict Cumberbatch is too gay. That's the thing. You get yeah. Daniel... Craig, I mean, I like him a lot as Sherlock and everything, but... sure, I mean, he's just... You know, you, Daniel Cumberbatch right. is the perfect I, I, just, I just
2: like that name because
1: it's like... A, <laughs> it sounds like a magical name. spell to me. Yeah, We're you not have, bigger. Pox. Have you ever heard this clip? I think I have it. Uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Listen to this.
2: Um, no, but in all seriousness, yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying, and it... it it, it, I think, as far as as far as colored actors go, it, go, it gets yeah. really difficult in the UK.
1: Did you hear? Say, it? Yeah, colored actors. Yes. <laughs> what year was that? The 50s? This is two years ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, as far as colored actors go, uh, <laughs> I'm like, what is? What's with this guy? <laughs> Let's
2: see if another English guy who could do it. That's How about thing. that kid uh, from
1: the Game of Thrones? Kit. I don't. I don't watch that show. Oh. Okay. Um, I wonder if that's the same kid from uh, who was in Ac- Love Actually. <laughs> who grew up i know he's in
2: game of thrones mm. an english guy
1: how about one of the actual
2: um prince harry how about him he's, a <laughs> he's an army, an army guy he's he right, is like right. a james bond that's true he's a, he's a rich guy he's a handsome guy he was in the army he's done all these different things excellent just point. let him go in there you're right prince harry <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: i think a lot of women would watch that well, i would i would watch it yeah I like it, but I don't know. They're probably gonna have to find some unknown, you know, or something like that. I mean, mm. even though most of these guys had TV shows before. Well, Sean Connery didn't, but Roger Moore was a TV star. Pierce Bronson was a TV star. Yeah. Uh, before they did it. Did you like Pierce Bronson? I know you didn't like him. He, he plays a good bad guy in his other
2: movies. He, he's a good bad guy. I like
1: I like him. I, I've you always like him liked now, Pierce right? Bronson, and I don't hate him as James Bond. Mm-hmm. I just his movies were bad. Uh, I like Tomorrow Never Dies. Otherwise, the world is not enough. Is horrible of Another Day is not good. They're just not good Bond movies. What's the is that the one where um not not with Sean Connery, but uh what's his name?
2: Uh who's the other James Bond? Timothy Dalton? No, the other one. George Lazenby? No, the other one. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Oh. <laughs> you know the one where, where they're like have voodoo? You know that Live one? And let Die. Yeah, and Jack Lord's in that one, you know, because he's yes. he no, places- no, no, no.
1: No, Jack Lord's in Doctor No. That, okay, that one. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, he's the oh, American, that's right. There's voodoo in there And he too, totally
2: is just like the wingman. He doesn't get yeah, to do yeah. anything cool. It's Felix Leiter. He's just sitting there like, okay, well, we got your uh, car ready for you if you go on an adventure. Again,
1: the best Felix Leiter is in Casino Royale, the black guy, um, mm-hmm. who actually I'd seen in a bunch of... I think he was in Angels in America. So this guy's a really good actor. Uh, the, the Felix Leiter in Casino Royale is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember when they meet. He goes... He's going to kill the sheaf with a knife, with a butter knife. <laughs> and then uh, he stops him and he goes, Maybe I haven't introduced myself. I'm a brother from Langley. Uh, <laughs> whatever, like, and he's like, You're not flying in? I think you almost have him. You know, uh, like, it's, it's so cool. He goes, I'm bleeding chips. And he goes, Just one thing. When you bring him in, you know, let us have him. He goes, What about the money? Does it look like we need the money? What's up? Oh, brother? wow. Uh, yeah, no, he was so good. That, and again, the Casino Royale, they do a poker game. For at least 20 to 25 minutes in that movie. Oh, that's boring. And it's riveting every time they found yeah, a way to so make boring. it not boring. I don't, a, you think it's boring? He doesn't play, Tell me, he plays Baccarat, I thought. What's that's why game? they updated it and made him play regular poker, you know, like regular oh. five card poker. Um, do you, or what's it called? Texas Hold'em. Um, did, did you really think that was boring, that scene? Yeah, no, because it's like you already know, like, it's a classic scene where he
2: gets to meet the femme fatale, the girl. Like usually, the mob guy. You are talking about when
1: they usually do the Baccarat scenes. Yeah, I like am talking what, about in Casino Royale. Did you really find that poker? All that I poker. I don't really boring. remember that one. Oh, okay, good. I'm that sorry. makes me feel better because I promise you, they found a way to make poker entertaining. The
2: only thing I really liked in that movie was uh, was Ava Green. I thought she
1: was. But of best. course, I like all that background when he meets the femme fatale, right? And he mm-hmm. um, even in uh, what's uh, in Octopussy, even they're playing backgammon and he goes it's all in the wrist uh that louis <laughs> jordan or whatever and he goes well then you won't mind if i use your dice player privilege because he has loaded dice and he goes and he's looking at, staring at him the whole time look double sixes that's octopusy. what did i say uh i, I just said octopussy didn't, I? didn't I? I thought i said from a view to a kill
2: i watched the long, uh, i was watching um a james bond where it was sean connery and um there was a scene where like you know He you know, like where he flies in and like he's checking into the hotel and he orders room service. And of course the girl's gonna come over and you know and bang him. Yeah. But uh like it's a long thing, like he's taking a shower, like the scene just kinda dragged on. Is that
1: possibly Goldfinger? I I think it's that's the one where he says, Well, you know, listening to that is like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. Is that the one? I don't, I don't remember. Because that was like the weirdest line at 64. But it's like, what, how old is James Bond? <laughs> it's like listening the... to the Beatles without earmuffs. But it was like one of these, one of these <laughs> hotels
2: where, like, it was like, a, I guess you could say, like a Best Western. But like <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I
1: think it was in Miami.
2: Yeah, but right? to, but to everybody else would be like, "Whoa, look at this exotic locale and everything like that." Yeah, and, and like it's really way long like he's shaving. I think he's with
1: that girl. Oh no, I yeah, know what you're talking. Sh- that's like, not like he basically you're right. he's
2: taking a shit. Like we're yeah. watching him take Like <laughs> he's like, "Ah,
1: I might as well take a oh, no, But Oh no, maybe that is Goldfinger. it's on the plane too where he's shaving and he he's well, putting this is his where stuff he, together.
2: He, this is where like he's Calls up the room service and he's like, I'll take the seafood platter or whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Because there's a lot of movies. You're right. Where he's in his hotel room just shaving. Yeah, like he's taking a bath or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and Live and Let Die takes a bath. He's shaving with the mirror in the bathtub. Oh, right. And the snake comes in. The snake comes in, yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That is funny. You Um, never see Do you remember this one?
0: If you got your little pointy heads out of their pajamas, you
1: wouldn't be late for work. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> that's from uh, that's the man Moore. with the golden gun yes. right right but that's so racist that's, uh... you pointy head bastards <laughs> <Like he's laughs> who was that guy he played the sheriff in like Sheriff J.W. Pepper <laughs> here's the other one
3: <laughs> I knew it <laughs> you
1: pointy head has no more a traffic control than a Goody Bird! <laughs> a Goody Bird! <laughs> can you imagine that's in a James Bond movie? That's great. But <laughs> I think he also played the same character in Superman 2.
2: I think he also uh, was the bouncer at the gift shop at the Grand Old Opry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please get your hands out of my pockets!
2: <laughs> Dave, hey, thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, out, let's call it. it a night. Um, how no, do, you, how you do you end these podcasts now? I can see uh, your cat is. I is... end
1: it with this my end theme. Oh. oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I don't like that theme anymore. I'm liking my new action and theme. Yes. Oh, that's better, yeah. Dave, I'd just like to say it. Thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having me. No, us, really, Dave. thank you. I know you've been up all night. This was a really big deal. Thank Dude, you for I honoring love- your Hanukkah commitment, your oh, annual Hanukkah It's always commitment. great to hang
2: with you, Dave. And uh, 2017 is your year.
1: I'm saying it. I'm saying that it. That would be nice. It's going to be... Keep up the great hey, one work. One of these years has to be my year, right? So, 17. No, thank you so much. Thank you for the gift, and thank you so much for coming in. No, and uh, I really pleasure. appreciate it. David Tell, everybody. And, uh, oh, he's performing at Caroline's, all between uh, between Christmas and New Year's as usual. Yes. Caroline, David Tell. We'll out. see you next time, everybody, on the podcast. Oh, Yeah.